0: Hi everyone, I'm Lily and I'm Anna and welcome back to At Home With Lily and Anna, a podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. So if you're new around here, this
1: podcast is split into two parts. So first we'll talk through our top five of the week and then in part two we answer your questions and discuss a particular topic gathered from the At Home With Facebook page. (music) We're both just looking at each other smiling like I was waiting for you to say something you were waiting for me to say something
0: <laughs> hello how are you
1: I'm good are we just pretending we haven't done our like ha- oh my god Lily a half an hour debrief before oh. we're now gonna sit on here for another hour talking to each other is it a
0: pre-brief if it's before rather than a debrief
1: a pre-brief <laughs> a <brief. laughs> something like
0: that a, brief. <laughs> <laughs> a Monday morning catch-up oh dear we had a little catch-up how you been Yeah, good. I'm impressed that you're, you're dressed today. It's actually me this week that isn't, I'm dressed, but I've got, my hair and makeup isn't done. You look very, very put together.
1: Thank you. I am like, I was channeling. I was like, what would Lily do? Lily would get up at 6pm and be like, full glam by the time we did podcast so that's what i did this morning
0: yeah that's 6 p.m you mean 6 a.m oh yeah but not out of cho- <laughs> when you said i get up at 6 a.m i was like do i and i was like oh god i do not out of choice not out of choice <laughs>
1: out of gray's you know natural wake-up alarm And um, but today i did i was like no i'm gonna i feel like la- the last two weeks i think the weather it's been really hot i felt like really lazy and actually mm. i was really i was excited to like get up do shit today
0: Yeah, I like a Monday morning. It's good to get this done on Monday morning. It makes you feel really, like, productive.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Are we going to talk through our peak of the week? Go on, Lily, give me your peak of the week.
0: My peak of the week. Oh, guys, my fiddly fig plant (laughs) has three (laughs) new leaves. Seriously, what the hell? This plant has, like, been driving me mad for years. I don't even know how long I've had it, but it's, like, spindly rubbish it's the worst fiddly fig you'll ever see like nothing like the amazing huge ones you see on instagram um but i've moved it away from the window into like a more kind of like it gets sun but it's in the between like it's in between the south facing and north facing side of the house like in that (laughs) middle section um and we also cut it in half where all the leaves had fallen off and it's grown at three new leaves and they're growing so fast and they're so happy i'm panicking because i don't really know what i'm doing right and i still don't know how often to water it but i think i think it's happy you know i'm so
1: happy for you because this has been a really big stress on your life actually and if you watch (laughs) through all of your videos like even years back there is you know there's distress around the fiddle leaf fig it's it's really been a cause of stress (laughs) for you so I, i could not be happier
0: Thank you. Um, I don't. I don't know if it will ever get like bigger. It's such a small fiddly fake. I'm like because it's only got like one one stick. If you know what I mean. Like, oh right. Okay. Yeah. Does yours have? How many does yours have?
1: I'm looking at ours now. Ours has two. Yeah. Yes, actually, if it is, if it was just the one, it would look a bit piddly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not know where friend. I went wrong. It really does. I'm not even going to try and like plant a new friend. That is just so stressful. But anyway, that was my absolute peak of the week. I'm a happy plant mom this week. <laughs> What was your peak of the week?
1: (laughs) I love that. Um, My peak of the week was the weekend. So the weather here in the UK was like amazing last week. Oh, actually, I've just thought of another one. I went for my annual dip in the sea last week.
0: (gasps) Nice. And I mean,
1: June is still quite early. Like normally you would try and hit the UK waters more like August when it's had the summer to heat up. It was so hot. I walked down to the beach. Oh my word, the beach was horrible. I'm never going back to the beach ever again. It was so busy. Oh. It was really quite vile. But me and my friends were just like, we plunked our bags down. We were just like, hey, plunked our bags down. We ran in the sea. We did a quick little dip for maybe like 20 minutes. It was so refreshing and amazing. And then we got back out. We dried ourselves off and I walked home. Like that was, was the it end was of it. Was the water cold? Oh yeah, it was freezing. I, oh. I actually, you, I did that thing where you go... <laughs> oh God. And you can't breathe in I was just like yeah. breathing in but I couldn't get my breath like for a good couple of seconds um but then it oh then it's just refreshing and then it's lovely I know it sounds so cliche like you just have to get in like but you do just have to get in so that was lovely um but then it kind of turned a bit cold and gross at the weekend and Mark and I just had a really chill weekend I think because in the UK our lockdown well in England our lockdown measures are kind of slightly changing next weekend um And so I think we sort of made the most of this like very chill, just the two of us, we didn't see anyone, we didn't do anything, Um, basically just like laying in bed, like reading books, Mark playing Pokemon on his Game Boy or whatever he was doing, I I don't know, Um, just cooking, eating, chilling, watching Netflix, watching Netflix in the afternoon, what a treat, and it was just nice, it was just chill.
0: I think a lot of people are feeling quite anxious about like the rules changing because although at first it was like such a shock and like everyone went through all the emotions I think everyone kind of just like got used to it and almost kind of liked the slower pace of life like I know my parents have really liked it I've enjoyed it work-wise just feeling like now everybody's at home with minimal resources (laughs) like me (laughs) do you know what I mean like and now suddenly like things are going back and it, it, I think everyone's feeling a little bit of anxiety
1: I think obviously the rules are changing but you're still going to want to keep your communications like down right like you can still yeah. only have like one household in the house with you you're still going to have to socially distance um so yeah it's, it's a weird it feels like a weird time
0: yeah it is definitely a weird time but take every day as it comes that's my motto
1: exactly what have you seen online that you've enjoyed this week lily
0: Oh my god, mine is so random as always. <laughs>
1: as random as me talking about a watermelon that has elastic bands
0: put around it. <laughs> Maybe not that random. I just I thought I haven't seen that much online this week if I'm honest, but I got I kind of got sucked down a hole of beauty ASMR on Instagram. Ooh. Like I feel like a lot of brands are starting to do this on their own pages where they're like smothering like smoothing <laughs> product you know what I mean like a, a the, smearing of product which a sounds smearing, horrible but yeah. yes I agree oh my god so I'm into that and then because I'm like getting my teeth done soon I was looking into like people having their teeth done <laughs> and I found this guy called Jake Jamie do you know him no he's just at Jake Jamie and he's he's really sweet um and he does beauty ASMR so he'll be like like we are now like really close to a microphone and all like You know whispery voices or whatever but he'll put on like a face mask it's quite funny as well like he put on this like it's called like the world's most painful face mask or something and then he'll like peel it off and you can like hear every sound but he's also like hilarious because he's like really hurting his face um i don't know i just spent hours i wasted a lot of time this week watching beauty asmr videos on instagram If anyone else has any recommendations because i haven't found that many i'm into it i'm really into it I
1: think, I, I, do, I do agree with you, like the brand smears that they kind of yeah. do. I've seen like um, Space and K do them, kills do them. And it's very, it's satisfying to see like the texture. It's satisfying yeah. to watch, but then also very satisfying to listen to. I agree.
0: Imagine if, if we did that, people would be like, what a waste of product. <laughs> but true. I enjoy watching them.
1: <laughs> um, okay, I feel like I actually have one that again, it's kind of, me and Lily, because we have actually spoken about this this week. Um have we? It's our friend Monique. Her Instagram page oh. is yeah. See, there you go. Lily's done the groan. Yeah, that that's how I feel when I describe Monique's Instagram page. Just like
0: oh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. swoon.
1: <laughs> um, also, she is just a lovely, lovely person. I actually went on a brand trip with her, and it was the first time that I'd met her. And she is so warm, so funny, so friendly just very well liked in our industry because she's just a lovely really like bright and happy um person um so yeah Monique we will link her in the show notes down below but if you want like clean interiors minimal living gorgeous gorgeous clothing she is definitely someone to check out I
0: love her home and she's got this little courtyard and her wardrobe and her fiddly fig is unreal.
1: <laughs> Bringing it back to the fiddly fig.
0: <laughs> Seriously, every photo of hers, I'm like, how is that tree that good? Anyway, um, oh, she, yeah, it. she's great. I love her Instagram as well. Totally. I like save all her photos.
1: Yeah, me too. And she's just such a nat. Oh, she's just such a natural. Yeah, I just have nothing but good things to say about Monique. Um, but oh, Lily, nice. let's give us your top of the box.
0: Okay, so... I actually didn't have anything until Saturday night when what? we started watching. I know. I mean, we've just been watching the OC. We're addicted. <laughs> I can't we, believe- we've binged watched so much.
1: I cannot believe you're rewatching the OC. Because did you watch it as a teenager? Yes. And then, how do you feel rewatching it? Because I rewatched a couple of episodes like about two or three years ago when some girlfriends came over, and I actually fell asleep. Like I was just like, "This is." I can't believe that when I was a teenager, I thought this was
0: everything yeah no and then rewatching
1: it it's like
0: wow (laughs) oh it's really bad it's really bad it's just so easy like when you're tired like in the evening and i don't know we're both for some reason really enjoying it it's really bad yeah yeah exactly but on saturday night we started a new tv series and i haven't yet finished it just wanted to put that out there i think i'm on like episode four it's called i may destroy you and it's on the bbc have you heard about it
1: i haven't seen it but i've heard so many people talking about it and saying that it's just incredible
0: Yeah, it's a British comedy drama, which is like kind of a weird, it's weird that they're calling it a comedy, but I know exactly what they mean. It's created, written, co-directed, and executively produced all by a girl called Michaela Cole. Um, She's actually like my age. She's amazing. I only just realized that she did all of that. I thought she was just in it. Um, She plays a girl called Arabella, who is quite relevant, really. She's like a Twitter star turned novelist. Um, and she has like a best-selling book about being a millennial, Um, in the program her drink basically gets spiked on a night out and her like she has to unravel her memories of being raped and it's a really hard watch like I don't like I know the sort of things that you like to watch and I think you'd actually really struggle to watch it. It's, It's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to watch because it's kind of it feels quite normal it's like based in london and the way it's produced it's not like highly produced drama in america you know you feel like it's very close to home um and it explores the topic of like consent but in all its different ways so it's not just you know being raped how you think of it how some of her friends have other versions of where they haven't given consent and it's so interesting um so I said she's my age she's also black which I think is important to point out because it explores like the under-representation within the book industry especially yeah um and also like prejudice within the police I just I think it's so powerful like literally last night we watched two episodes and I said to Rich I was like I need a break like this is really hard to watch yeah uncomfortable but it's amazing viewing
1: imp- important viewing for yeah. Sure.
0: yeah 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 she's amazing in it like oh. I just feel really happy I think it's come out so well
1: yeah, I've, I've heard nothing but praise and nothing but good things about it. So it's definitely on the list.
0: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Let me know if you watch it. What about
1: you? Well, Film Club, we had a wild card pick.
0: Oh, uh,
1: I like that one. Which was fun. And it spanned, I think it was, the year was 1986, I think. And the number was the 10th best selling um, film of that year, which was... <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Oh, I feel like I've heard of that, but I'm not sure if I've seen it.
1: It's on Netflix. It's very like The Breakfast Club, like late 80s kind of teen fun film. And it's Ferris Bueller. He is played by Matthew Bro- Broderick. Um, mm. He's Sarah Jessica Parker's husband. And yeah, it's like him. And he's a very popular teenager in his school. And he basically manages to like con everyone in the system to taking this like day off. Um, when he just has this like grand day out in Chicago. So when I went to Chicago, loads of people were like, you need to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off because it's very like based in Chicago. Um, It scored quite a mixed bag of of scores. Like for me, it was somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, One of my friends was like, this guy is intolerable, like cannot stand Ferris Bueller. And if you can't stand Ferris Bueller, then the whole film is ruined basically. But it was like, it was a fun Sunday night kind of watch. And then last night, it was my friend Flora's birthday. So we let her pick and she picked Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and which actually is quite a new film. And it's a French historical drama. And it was, it was really, it was beautiful. Absolutely. You know, you watch one of them films and you're like, every single scene is like a postcard. Like that's yeah. how it felt. Like the colors, the framing, it just felt like super, super chic, super well put together. And it's basically a love story between two women um yeah it was really really good that, that scored quite highly um and then a tv favorite this one comes from lily's recommendation but also like so many people have recommended this um we finally finished when they see us we basically spent all of saturday watching it i, I like i don't even know how to yeah like formulate formulate some kind of snappy little evaluation of it it was like you have to watch this i've told i like told my yeah. parents i like wrote it down I'm like, anyone that has a Netflix subscription, like, watch this. Not even that, get Netflix to watch Mm. this show. Um, It's a four-part series on the Central Park Five Joggers case that was back in 1989 in New York. Um, And it's five black young men. I mean, some of them were like, what, 14, 15 when this all happened? um, And how they were like wrongfully convicted. And yeah, it's... I I don't think I've ever... (laughs) I think me and Mark like even more I can tell he's when he's crying I could like feel it in his belly it literally just it just breaks you watching it, it just breaks your heart it's mm-hmm. it's again such an important watch like not not an easy thing to watch by any stretch of the imagination but how those young men were treated and their families were treated and it was very like yeah, what's it called when it's like um it's all done through the media it's yeah. like Basically the media trial by media, that's it. Like when the trial is bit like the the, yeah. the media had made up their decision and these poor boys just like didn't stand a chance. Um and yeah, it was so beautifully acted as well, so beautifully put together.
0: Oh my god, um, the actors are amazing. Have you watched the interview
1: yet? No, we are we're, we're saving yeah. the interview for tonight. Um because has that got the real men and then the yeah. actors that play the older and the younger versions in? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, just absolutely
0: yeah absolutely a must watch so thank you for all of your recommendations for that Um, I think your film club is so funny because I was like this is amazing like finally Anna's going to be able to like see films when I reference films and then I'm like you're watching the most obscure films I still (laughs) can you have like a category called like Lily's pick where I just make you watch a film because I'm still going to reference films and you're going to go I haven't seen it but I have seen this portrait of a French woman or whatever you've watched
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have seen a um, French subtitled um, French historical drama I mean yeah it's it's kind Kind of great though because it does it has opened up my eyes I, i've watched films we've watched about 37 films now i've watched so many films i never ever 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 would have watched so
0: yeah have it, you watched it, you've got mail yes i have watched you've got mail
1: <laughs> don't start this do not start this right give me a show and tell for the week lily Have you got Uh, it? What's my show and tell? Yeah, she's she's looking looking for it. it. She's looking for it.
0: (laughs) It's the Isle of Paradise um, Body High Glow Self Tan Serum. I'm such a huge fan of Isle of Paradise and Jules, the founder. He's like, if you don't follow Jules on Instagram, he's just... Body positivity in an Instagram account. He's so he's so great to follow. Um and his brand, Isle of Paradise, like really reflects that. So it's a great brand to support. This is a I really like their tanning products anyway. I really I used to use their mousse and really like it. I just find that these days I don't have time for like the full tanning routine, exfoliating and the mousse and rich needs to do my back and moisture I just I don't have time for that anymore. So I like the idea of this because it's just like hyaluronic acid serum hyaluronic acid is in like a lot of my skincare products really hydrating um so i tried it just like using the dropper straight on and i felt like i couldn't like spread it around like there wasn't enough product so someone suggested mixing it with a moisturizer so i did that and it's great and i didn't get streaky it was just like a really natural glow it didn't last like that long but it's perfect for like oh my god it's a sunny weekend i want a bit of a tan um and yeah i think it's just what i needed in my little tanning collection
1: I haven't tried it and but I have got it and I tried the tan luxe version of it that has come out that's like yeah hyaluronic acid based uh kind of like serum-y texture and I really struggled with it because it hasn't got that guide color and when yeah. you're just using it on its own I came out real streaky really? so I think that's a really good idea actually to mix it in with a moisturizer just to give it a bit more spread
0: it makes it a bit more like gradual yeah um yeah it's not like a oh my god I'm tanned but it's like oh I feel feel good subtly glowy um, yeah what about you what's your show and tell
1: I have a subtly glowy product as well and this is again something that you we were like you facetimed me like last week and I was like Lily what the hell have you got on your face you look incredible the glossier yes. future you I have it on today like
0: oh it's so good it's
1: so good I feel like so many of these types of products this is an oil serum hybrid and glossier market it in my eyes the wrong way they say that it's like the last step of your skincare routine and I'm like well that's bollocks because the last step of your skincare routine should always be SPF (laughs) so for me it's the first step of your of your makeup routine it's it's a primer
0: or the last step of your makeup routine that's how I use it oh so you do it on top I just tap it on at the end of my makeup routine I just tap 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 on the tops of my cheekbones down a little bit down my nose and it's like this like last bit of glow
1: gorgeous like I, i'm I, I just much rather would use it as a makeup product that has skincare yeah. benefits rather than a skincare product
0: definitely i um, never see it as
1: skincare no not at all and it's so juicy it's that like serum kind of slippy texture and it's so juicy but the juice stays that's mm. the difference for me like so many of these kind of hydrating primers you like put it on you're like oh i'm so hydrated and then like 10 hours later you're like can't tell whereas with this i'm like i just get glowier throughout the day if you are kind of oily You will hate this because it is such an intense glow, but if you're like me and Lily and you're quite like dry and dehydrated, oh my word, this is
0: pure juice, pure
1: juice. And I love it. I
0: really like it. I really like it. Also, thanks for the heads up and the glossier jumper. I got it. Oh,
1: the pink one. I
0: I put it in my monthly favorites. It's a great hoodie.
1: Oh, I love that hoodie. I've got so many of my friends like in real life, who aren't they don't even know what Glossier is but I wear it and they're just like excuse me where is that from and I'm like oh it's from this brand and they're like great can you order me one I'm like well here's the website (laughs)
0: that's so funny it's because it's a really good shade of pink
1: oh and it's so comfortable as well Mm. it's absolutely gigantic I love it um okay let's talk food what you got this week for food 100% yum Lily okay oh she's holding something up
0: oh ASMR (laughs) um if you are a mum, you'll know there's like these classic baby crisp snacks that are like veggie straws. Yeah. Um, and I, whenever I give them to Greer, we'd like have one myself. I'm like, oh, this is so yum. Like, why don't they have adult version? Well, they do. <laughs> Eat Real is the brand. Um, and it says veggie straws. Kale, tomato, spinach. It says reduced salt, no added sugar, gluten-free, vegan. So they look like this, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> they're like veggie straws. And oh my God, they are so. Oh my God, I'm eating them. They're so addictive. I absolutely love them. So now I've got my own adult version and Grey's got her own baby version. And I, they're delish.
1: I have seen these. I've seen this brand before and I have seen these before. They also do like hummus chips as well. Mm, I like those. Oh, any, anything like that? Like a dried. I actually. <laughs> I love like a dried chickpea snack as well. What? Are they just. Like little chickpeas. Little chickpeas that are just like dried with like flavouring. Or oh, I've had
0: like corn. Yeah. I've had like... Kind yeah, of similar. yeah, yeah. Like
1: so they like yeah. really crunchy and crispy. And Mark has this beer subscription box called Beer 52. And it came with this sample of a brand called Brave. And they were like Brave... Garam masala chickpeas. They were mm. so good that me and Mark fought over them. Like I had half a packet and Mark had half a packet. And then he came to eat some of my half of the packet and I was like, uh-uh, get out of here. And I actually Instagram DM'd them to be like, hello, excuse me, I can't find these on the website. Like, when are they available for sale? Because they're so good. And they they haven't DM'd me back yet. But That is how obsessed I am with like crispy, crunchy snacks.
0: That's very interesting. Like that show, sorry, I'm such a marketing geek, (laughs) but like if they hadn't put that in with the beer subscription, you never would have discovered them. Got a good
1: partnership. No, such a good partnership. And I found them because we couldn't remember the name. We'd obviously throw in the packet away. And then you go on the beer 52 tag and then someone had posted, like it was really, really easy to find out like what had been included.
0: I love social media. There you go genius oh my god i want to try this what is your 100 is that your 100% yum <laughs> it's no not.
1: but this week we made the bosch healthy vegan burgers um i love like a homemade veggie burger like mm. i'm i'm not really so into like fake meat like i don't mind it but that's not like really my vibe um and these vegan burgers lily i think you would love them okay lily looks like she's about to cry are you okay because
0: i was making like faces at oh, you when you were talking <laughs> about fake burger <laughs>
1: i didn't see I literally, <laughs> literally looked like she was about to combust <laughs> like like veruca salt style <laughs> carry on talking about your veggie burger but yeah, you know what i mean like fake meaty things that there's the odd occasion but i i much prefer it if it's just like made of like beans or vegetables and stuff yes I agree. um but mark found this recipe i think you would love it because the actual kind of patty meat in like brackets i'm putting here that you make i think gray would love and it would be it feels like it's really a multifunctional thing that you could like use as a meatball uses like using lots of different ways and inside it's got like brown rice sweet potato onions oh my god just like all of the things that i love that sounds yummy in like really like well seasoned in a burger patty and then you can either like fry them or you could always like cook them in the oven they were so good like I think they were the best veggie burgers that we've made at
0: home um I'm at I'm salivating just thinking about them that sounds really good I like them in the sweet potato based because I do a lot of those type and they're like kidney beans and stuff and they just haven't got that like the sweet potato makes it yummier
1: they had black beans in as well actually so it's like black beans sweet potato rice onions oh you could use like
0: a dookie beans they're really good for you
1: yeah just any type of any type of yeah got. oh my god i just don't delicious. like the
0: frying bit i don't like the frying bit or the oven bit it smells and that bit stress- <laughs> stresses me out <laughs> <laughs> i hate frying
1: things it doesn't smell but you could, if you put it in the oven you could always just like cook them out in the oven i think that would okay. dry them out a bit as well actually which would help them
0: to like stick together interesting but, they've got right uh brown rice in them i've never made yeah. a patty with brown rice in
1: yeah and then you just you stick it all in the food processor i was i was genuinely like eating it before i'd probably eaten like a patty's worth before i actually like cooked them up because Oof. i was just eating it straight out of the thing i was starving Oh my god, it was it was delicious. We will link the recipe for you down in the show notes. It was so so good. I'm Highly definitely gonna recommend. try that. Yeah, I think I think Grey would really like it. I feel like I know I know Grey's style now. Yeah. I, she, <laughs> I feel like she'd really
0: enjoy them. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the heads up. That's right. <laughs> okay so this week we wanted to talk about our relationship with body image and the media and beauty standards i feel a bit like not nervous but i feel like there's just so much to talk about i feel like oh my god how there's no way we're gonna cover everything we want to say
1: absolutely not like me and lily both just did a stretch before this we were like yeah we need to limber up but yeah there is so much to talk about it like 40 minutes worth of us chatting
0: yeah and with everything we're by no means like experts on this I think we just wanted to talk about like our experience with it our feelings and thoughts and share some of your guys as well because obviously we've been looking at the Facebook page and seeing how you guys feel about this I just think it's an interesting topic to discuss to get people thinking about um so should we start with like growing up and body image like how how we felt about it growing up
1: yeah I've made some notes on this I mean, I feel like, well, we're 30, as we referenced in the last podcast. So I'm really having to, like, cast my mind back here. Um, I grew up in what I've written down as a nudist household. We we are not nudists. Like, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying here. But I'm just saying that, like, I feel like we were quite naked as children. Like, and and that was, like, fine. You know, we were quite, like, cool with being naked. Everyone was naked and that was cool. Um, and I've written, like, it's weird because the thought of me being naked now in, like, a changing room or, like, a gym or something freaks me out. I'm quite, like, a nudist at home. Like, I'm I'm happy to walk around in my pants. I'm happy to walk around naked. But the thought of being, like, in public naked really, really freaks me out. Um, also, like, eating disorders run in my family. So I think my parents were always really mindful with me growing up in terms of, like, food not making you know not making me like eat my whole dinner and making myself sick or like I don't know they they were just very like cool around food like never forced it on me we ate sweets and we ate healthy foods and we we ate we ate like a mix of everything my mum is a really good cook and it was very like from scratch cooking um so I think they were very like careful about what they cooked and very careful about they would never ever say anything about my body or my weight or anything like that as an adult as a child never um but I think the thing that sticks out for me is like being a kid in school kids are horrible (laughs) kids are so vile and I think what kids really picked up on me from school is that I was really hairy anyone who has ever met my dad knows that I have very much taken over his side of the family with that gene and I had like full-on dark thick black hair all over my body from the age of about like eight or nine maybe even like a bit younger like full-on monobrow and like the kids would call me monkey girl like that was their like name they were like oh monkey girl and then and that was just it like and I was so horrified by this like super thick hair on my body that I remember in year six so I would have been like about 10. I actually had one of the main parts in my school play and um, then thanks. And I was wearing like denim shorts. And I remembered I just cried and cried and cried and cried until my mom let me, or my mom actually shaved my legs for me in the bath because <laughs> she was she could see how like distressing it was, and she obviously didn't want to make it into a big thing and like create this fear around me because of it. But she could tell how just like so distressed I was about the hair on my body. So yeah, that I mean I was what like ten, and I'm already like shaving my legs. Um, so there wasn't just that because you know kids they can't just do like one thing Um, I'll never forget oh, it was so horrible. Do you remember when there was like the Martin Bashir Michael Jackson documentary on TV. Yeah. And so this horrible 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 boy came back into school the next day and was like, Anna looks like Michael Jackson because I had like quite pale skin. I, had, I know, like you have to laugh. I had like really pale skin. I had like, I have really like quite a lot of color in my lips. I have like really dark hair. I had quite short hair. So that was it. So then I was like, I'd gone from monkey girl to Michael Jackson and I was just like, wow, this is not, you know, like when you go to school, you're like-
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm only ever going to see Michael Jackson. I get Amy Winehouse so come on there you go but you know what I
1: mean like you go into school <laughs> no, and then you're like oh right okay this is not how I thought my school day was gonna oh. go everyone has seen this Martin Bashir documentary and was like yeah actually you really look like Michael Jackson I was just like right okay cool and then again as if that isn't enough I mean obviously Lily has more experience with this and this 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 whole kind of episode has come about because of the Q&A that you did on your channel where you spoke really openly about your moles um, I have a mole on my face. And then when I... This must have been when I was in kind of like year eight, year nine. So I'm what? Like 13, 14. And then people were like, oh my God, the mole on your face is so big. It needs its own chair. And like people called it a... neck, Like people called it Marcus, which is so weird because of Mark now, obviously. But people <laughs> were just like, yeah, people... It, it, and and I like Ugh. laughed along with it because I was like, ha yeah, it needs its own chair. Let let's just like name it. Ugh. And you try and like own it, don't you? And you try and like laugh along. But yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like basically kids are horrible. And I yeah. and I also think there is that thing. I mean, my gosh, wow, this is like a real monologue that's gone on forever. But I was just kind of writing down notes and I was just like, I think it's really sad. I think a lot of people will feel the same way. I never think that I look my best in the present moment. I will always look back and be like, oh my god, when I was 20, oh my god, two years ago that summer I looked great, it's never then, it's never at that moment that I feel my best, and it's never like right now I feel my best, it's always me looking in the past, and being like, oh I looked great then, and I don't now, and I think that's like a really, I think a lot of people do that, we need to learn to be like happy with the now, and not constantly like looking back. For sure, that's so
0: true. Okay, episode done. Anna just said <laughs> everything great that could be said. Well done. See you guys next week. <laughs> no, come on, give give us give us your side. I feel like I like <laughs> laughed and cried within that.
1: Oh, thanks. I, I was just trying. To, I was trying to like really think because, I mean, yeah, we are both able-bodied white women. Like we're slim women. We're we're able to kind of see. Okay, we don't see the exact representations of ourselves in the media, but we are. We do see something that feels similar um so it's 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 hard for us to talk about it from that sense but everyone does have their own shit and everyone has basically kids are horrible that's that's all I could think of I don't believe
0: I really don't believe that anyone exists who just has fully always felt totally comfortable with everything it's just and I think it's important like you said yeah we're very privileged but it's important to acknowledge that everyone has their something yeah
1: exactly exactly um
0: I was trying to think about growing up, but like you said, it's a long time ago. It's hard to actually remember. I had such a great po- uh, primary school experience. I think for a long time, my best friends just gave me confidence. And so nice. yeah, there was the odd kid that would like make fun of me having big teeth and call me Bugs Bunny. I had that or like Chucky from Rugrats for ages. But I always felt like I had that support group that it didn't really matter Um, I feel like Spice Girls, I know it sounds ridiculous, were like such huge positive role models for all of us. Within my friendship group, there was each of us could see ourselves in one of them and we would pretend to be the Spice Girls. And, you know, Jenny would love her hair because of Mel B. And I I mean, I I didn't know where I fit. I was like, I want to be Sporty Spice, but my hair won't go in a ponytail. But whatever, we all saw ourselves somewhere in them. So that was really good experience, I think. But I do think, the older I got, like towards year six and then teenage, that's where the insecurity started. I think when you're younger, you don't really notice things about yourself like you do when you're older. I like silly things. Like I remember I always wanted to have like those little straight bits of hair at the front that like my friend SJ would have, like people's straight hair, like bits, you know, that was a real yeah. like nineties look. So one day I like cut the front of my hair, but I cut like a huge chunk. So I just had this like chunk of hair hanging <laughs> and I, I couldn't get the bits that I wanted. And like, before I went on summer camp, I used to get my hair fully braided because I just couldn't figure out how to go away for two weeks. I'd need like five bottles of hair mousse. And I just felt like a stress that no one else had to think about. Um, I think I had my first blow dry when I was 12 and I literally just felt like a princess like I just couldn't believe how incredible I looked with straight hair like because that's just what I thought being pretty was I hated my hair so much um and I hated going to the hairdresser I really think it's only in my 20s I stopped being terrified of going to hairdressers I used to go and they'd all gather around and go oh my god whoa your hair is they'd make a huge deal about it they'd be like come over here come 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 over, look at this They'd use these tiny combs. The amount of times a comb would snap in half when they're brushing through my hair. And I was going, do you not have a, like a tangle, like a brush or anything? And they just, I just wanted to get out there. hated it. They'd take hours. They'd be like, oh God, running late for my next appointment. Didn't realize this was going to take that long. Like people now still say that. And it just makes you feel like, oh, like it's so weird. Such a simple thing, like curly hair, which really isn't a big deal. Just made, I hated it so much. Um, I also really remember like, going into my teens and going on holiday. And for years I wore bikinis with shorts because I hadn't yet like started getting a bikini wax. And I was like, I don't really know what to do here. Like I've got hair there and I'd wear shorts and it was this real like thing. And I just felt so insecure and paranoid about it. Like you, I was quite like a hairy person. I don't really, it's funny because in my twenties, I was really paranoid about arm hair and stuff. And I didn't really remember that as a kid, but I really remember like bikini hair on holiday being like a big thing. Um, but I do feel lucky that I think the majority of my childhood I managed to put a lot of insecurities aside and I think for me they came out more in my 20s and during and after my pregnancy yeah interesting
1: you've just really reminded me talking about bikini line hair (laughs) and also just yeah how those moments that you might have in like a customer facing in or like a service facing environment like really Sticking your head. Because I went to I went Iron Napa when I turned 18. You know, that right of passage. And me and my friends all went to go get a bikini wax before we went. Lol. And um, it was my first ever bikini wax. And the lady was like, oh my god. Oh my god I can't believe I'm talking about a bikini wax. This lady was just like, oh my god. Like, wow, we're going to need to use some extra strips for you. And like, oh. basically made out that I had the hairiest muff that she'd ever seen. And I, and I was just like great okay cool like yeah it, it's that it is it's that kind of all you're being made to feel like a huge inconvenience because of your hairy muff or your curly hair or like whatever it is and yeah it, it really sticks in your mind and like I don't really go get bikini back like it's like I'd like say I'm that, that it's obviously stuck with you because yeah.
0: yeah I had to convince you to go and like you don't really go to salon no. appointments full stop. I've had to like convince you to go get your hair done and go get your facial and whatever. Yeah. Because you're like, I'd rather deal with it myself at home. Yeah,
1: I do. I would rather deal with it myself at home rather than sit in a salon and tell me that I need extra strips to get rid of my bikini line. Yeah, it's 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 so, it's, it feels so silly when you talk about it and you're like, wow, this really on the grand scheme of things, like Jesus, like yeah. this is not a big thing. This is not a huge problem in my life, but it is just sharing that. Yeah, everyone has their own insecurities, for sure.
0: Definitely. I think, yeah, like you said, when I'm talking about moles and getting the messages, so many DMs, it made me realize that it is important to talk about it because everyone feels the same and it makes you feel more normal. Yeah. But when we put in the Facebook group about this topic and we asked you guys, um, you mentioned all the the different things that aren't typically shown in the media, in magazines, on brand websites, and TV adverts. Um, the list was huge oh. and I'm sure we're missing so many totally um things like petite models plus size models like models of all shapes sizes races models with visible disabilities pregnant models oh my god i have so much to say about that <laughs> models with acne and different skin textures visible pores moles freckles skin conditions like psoriasis or you know moles like we said cellulite stretch marks body hair yeah i mean these are It's so mental that these are things we don't really see. Like, yes, there are some brands that are doing it well. Like I mentioned earlier, brands like Isle of Paradise. There are some brands and we'll mention them later so you guys can go check them out. But why aren't we seeing even basic things like models with glasses on? It's not hard to Photoshop the glare away from glasses. But if you're young and you wear glasses, you immediately think I'm different this is not pretty wearing glasses because you don't see people wearing glasses. Such a simple thing.
1: And someone in the Facebook group mentioned like hearing aids and how she doesn't wear them as often as she should because again it's still seen as this thing that just isn't normalized in the media and we don't we don't see in it and I think for us it, it shouldn't feel jarring to see these things. Do you know what I mean? If you see like a Harper's Bazaar front cover, for example. I'm saying their names. I feel like they did one recently with like, uh, I can't remember who it was. I'm gonna say like Kate Winslet or someone and it like wasn't Photoshopped. This shouldn't be like, woo.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's only only recently that, it's only recently that they're legally like not allowed to use fake eyelashes in a mascara ad. Like I couldn't believe how long, like I remember being like, this is not okay. It's only recently they're not allowed to do that or like hair extensions in a hair advert. Well, they have to say Um, now, don't they? They have
1: to say like styled with hair extensions, but previously they didn't at all. But
0: I have inside knowledge that often they'll just go and shoot the ads abroad so that they can use hair extensions because the rules are different. Like it's just stop making people feel like what they've got isn't good enough because it's not what they're seeing. It's so important. Like what is wrong with a bit of face hair? My friend who's a model said her lowest of low experience, you know, she goes to every job, Free of any body hair, she has a whole routine the day before a casting or a shoot where she removes every inch of body hair. And you know, she has she has a lot like us. She'll admit that. Um, and she was on shoot, and someone had to come and thread away some of the hair on her upper lip because for the close-up beauty shots, they felt like they could see some of like the fuzz on her face. What is wrong with a bit of fuzz on your face, like these young girls, even girls in their twenties? boys as well like who are seeing this they need to see that that's normal why does it have to be this perfect smooth canvas Normalized
1: just... peach fuzz
0: <laughs> seriously <laughs>
1: seriously with the peach fuzz
0: it needs to be normal to see you know scarring on your face from spots or just anything like no one has that perfect like barbie face or body I ju- it just blows my mind and until I really noticed it especially this, this started with the mole thing and I noticed that no model on any brand website has any moles on their body. And a photographer messaged me, and she said, "Sometimes it's easier just to Photoshop them out." Well, you know what? Well, maybe it shouldn't be easier. Why? I just, take the time because they have to go around each mole apparently and like clear it up. To, I don't. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really buy it. Like so the moles are being. Someone made needs to make the change. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just <what? laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like these things, psoriasis. Cellulite, there's just so much, and we need to be seeing it. And I've been trying to work out like over the weekend, I've been talking to so many people because I, I do know a lot of people in the advertising industry and models. And I've been trying to work out like who is it that can actually make the difference and make the change. And I do think it's just a combination of lots of a few different people really. Yeah. I think the model agencies need to put more of an effort in to put forward people to the brands. Um I think they need to be pushing and saying like, I've got this great girl because the thing is these models, they do don't—they ha- can't say on a shoot, like, please don't thread my lip. They- unless you're famous, you have no say. They'll just get another girl in. We've
1: all watched America's so, Next time Model. Like you are made to yeah. do whatever you are told to do.
0: The agencies need to represent them and, and, and push forward girls and say, you know, what, have you ever thought about not photoshopping out the mark on her leg you know try and have a bit of a voice and opinion I think that ad agencies need to be speaking to the brands that they're pitching to like let's do a campaign where we don't photoshop out the cellulite and I think the brands who are right up there at the top and I know they're normally 50 year old men but they really need to be educated if there are any women up there high up they need to speak up and say like it's not okay that you photoshopped every blemish off this girl's skin like someone just needs to say something
1: and also from a consumer point of view, there was a question in the Facebook group about like, what what do we like to see when we buy clothing? I know I like to see the clothing in a video, preferably on the model, walking around. And, and, and again, models of all different shapes and sizes, like how helpful that is as a consumer to be able to see the different sizes on these models, different bodies, and see how it moves, and see how the fabric sits and see where it clings mm. and all of those sorts of things. I think actually, from a consumer point of view, surely the the ultimate aim here, it's you know, brands that want to make more money, surely they can do that through appealing to a larger range of consumers and and showing the clothing on on people like that's the thing i
0: think they're worried about like showing off their product the best it can be so like they're thinking if if they have a lipstick on someone that's got a bit of acne is that gonna reflect in sales like I, i don't know any of the behind the scenes i'd love to know if it would make a difference or not something a lot of you guys in our facebook group complained about is the fact that often you know they'll use the tallest of petite people yeah when talking about petite or the slimmest plus size model or the palest black women with straightened hair like you know they're trying they're trying to kind of do the most inoffensive, least offensive version which is just a joke really
1: it's it is such a joke and i think yeah through going through the comments on the facebook group and through just talking to friends and family this is what people are crying out for this like there are Mm. there's an audience for this people want to see it and like what you said about the lipstick thing with oh my gosh can you imagine someone with a bit of peach fuzz and then it's a lipstick no one's even taking that risk no one's even giving that a chance like It's like, oh no, sorry, that doesn't work. The end and it's shut down. It's like, now is the time to try new things and try and move forward and push forward because consumers can control where their money goes. And there are brands that are doing it well out there. And um, yeah, I just just think now's the time to just do something new.
0: And maybe it's too late for our generation and our insecurities, but it would massively help the next generation to be seeing this as normal and would not find it shocking to see someone with acne modeling a lipstick what the hell is the lipstick got to do with the acne like maybe I understand if you're advertising an acne serum you wouldn't want the person to have you know do you know what I yeah. mean it's it, one thing has not got anything to do with the other um so yeah I think it's so important and I do think like our industry has a lot of negatives in it but yeah. I think our industry has done a lot in terms of positivity for this kind of thing because the control from these brands is taken away in a sense. So unlike on an advert, you know, I've been on adverts. I used to work in advertising, and I remember we once did a supermarket ad, and all of the fruit and veg was painted and polished, and I mean, it wasn't wasn't even edible by the time the advert was shot. A brand comes to us, a skincare brand, will work with us, and they have no control over the fact that whether on the day of shooting, I might have a massive spot on my chin. Mm-hmm. That is out. It's in the brief that it is out of their control and it's totally up to us how we do it. You know, we've got certain key messages, but they can't control how our skin is on the day. If I do a brand with a, a job with a hair brand, they can't control if my frizzy bits are sticking up. So if anything, I think we're kind of showing more, we have more control to show like the realities and it's not this perfect. Like the amount of times I've been on shoots and they've tried to hairspray down every little, and they spend ages, or oh, just want to get that frizz down, why? Yeah. Why people have frizzy hair sometimes?
1: I think there's a real conversation that we wanted to have around like our experiences with airbrushing in the industry, mm. and and I think there is a really interesting question of have we ever felt tempted to do it ourselves? Like how how do you feel about that?
0: So I mean, not that I even know how. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> a limitation. But I remember back in the day, probably around 2012, a few couple of years into blogging. I used um so you know how you have like iPhoto or something on your computer oh yeah I remember yeah they had like a blurring tool and I remember which is ridiculous now looking back I'm like my skin was incredible (laughs) but I eh, like blurred the slight lines under my eyes where it looks like I've got like bags Um, And I think at the time it was all about beauty blogging and girls were putting pictures of their face and their makeup looking amazing. And I must've just felt a bit insecure about it. I don't think I gave it much of a thought. I just thought, oh, let's just get rid of those lines. And someone called me out for it, another blogger. And I was so mortified and I was so angry at myself and I just couldn't believe, and it made me think so much about why I did it that I've never, ever, ever once to this day since then touched anything on my face or any on my body. And now I feel so strongly about it as well for so many reasons. Like, you know, there's these awful apps. Oh, it just, it makes me so angry. Like, what about you?
1: But ultimately, like, we do not want to be part of the problem here. Like, it it is hard because do I take 20 photos and then pick the one where I feel I look best in? Yeah, of course. So there is, there is that element and we can kind of get onto that in a bit. But I think in terms of airbrushing ourselves, you know, I'm the same as you, Lily. My skills are not that good. So no, the answer is no, but have I done it in the past? Yes. And like Lily said, for me it was my psoriasis on my leg. Um I've definitely a hundred percent like blurred that out in the past. And I haven't for years, and I'm I'm pleased I don't. Because now whenever I get a comment and people are like, oh, is that mosquito? They look like mosquito bites from a distance. So I always get questions, even in real life, people that I know saying, oh, those mosquito bites, well, they look really bad. And I'm like, oh no, it's just my psoriasis. And people are like, oh, okay. Like, oh, sorry, I asked. No one's, I'm not like super offended if someone asks. But whenever someone comments, I just say like, oh no, there's psoriasis. And then people are like, oh, okay. Like, no worries. It's just like an educational moment for everyone. And then people are like, I like that she has a psoriasis out and like, I don't, I don't need that white knight. Like that's, that's really sweet for people to say those things, but like, it's fine. I'm not upset if someone asked their mosquito bites. Um, but I do get comments from people who do have psoriasis just saying like, thank you for not photoshopping it out. Thank you for not blurring it out. Like it's just one of those things that I have. It is not painful. And I think previously, I, I mean, you know me, I like live in trousers constantly year round And I think I've stopped doing that over recent years because I'm like, you know what? Life is too short to just sweat and boil in jeans on the hottest day of the year. I want to wear a skirt like everyone else. And if a couple of people think I have mosquito bites on my legs, (laughs) who
0: cares? (laughs) Who cares? Also like... The worst thing would be if someone to like were to meet you in real life and be like, "Whoa, you look so different yes. to how you look online." That's my like worst nightmare. Exactly. So.
1: And I think um, we did speak on last week's one about like airbrushing that we've had done to ourselves. And I was like, "Oh, I've got a really funny story," and I like teased it. I feel like I do need to tell tell the story. Um, it was it was a brand, a really nice beauty brand actually, and I was photographed like holding something. Um, and they like used it in a newsletter or used it on one of their things. And then eventually when I saw the newsletter, they had <laughs> they had digitally altered the shape of my nails. Like what the hell, they'd, they'd made, I was like, I looked at it and I was like, wait, is that my hand? And I was like, yep, that's my hand. I was like, they've actually digit they've, they've changed the shape of my nail. They'd like made my nail more oval. And I was like, what, like what?
0: And that's the thing—is it the brand's decision or is the photographer just done that? Because a lot of the photographers are male, and I think they just naturally are like, oh, let's just get rid of these splashes. That's what they let's do, just change that. Yeah, yeah and they, someone needs to go. No, this is ridiculous. It just,
1: it's just—it's such a strange. I think I think for me, I haven't actually been photographed for that much over the years, so I've never noticed anything else. But I was just like, yeah, that that one thing really stuck out at me as like wow pedantic photoshopping a lot yeah <laughs>
0: like... but that's often why we don't do stuff like i hate doing stuff when it's someone else filming it and we've got a script to go by or like a, a you know a shoot it's like out of our control yeah. like most models unless you're really famous they don't ever see the photos until they're up on a billboard. My friends literally did a massive shoot and then she saw herself and was like I don't even recognize me, it's so heavily photoshopped. Wow! And like, I would just feel terrified, so helpless in that situation. We're lucky that if we do a magazine shoot often we'll get to see it first. Yeah. Um I think I managed to catch my one where they photoshopped out all of my moles. Um it's just weird. It makes you think like, oh, so that that's that that's a flaw, that's a blemish. It's it's horrible really. I do think though I try quite hard on my Instagram Even though, like you said, I'll pick like the best photo out of 20, um, I try not to make a situation seem too false or, you know, I don't focus too much on like the position of my posing. And I want to show, especially on stories, like the realities, like I want to show cellulite. I want to, I think I showed like a photo of my body two days after giving birth in underwear and like what a post baby body looks like. Um, you know, talking about my teeth, like I do make quite an effort to show some of these things as hard as it might be to show my insecurities to hundreds of thousands of people. I think that's the part we have to play in what we're doing yeah. to counteract some of the falseness and photoshopping that there is out there. And I find it frustrating when I see other people who have clearly photoshopped or face tuned their photos, especially when they're trying to sell like a skincare product. And it's like, how can you possibly say that this cream is making your skin great when you've just blurred out your whole face, I think it really frustrates me.
1: I think that was another question that came up, kind of how do we feel about cosmetic surgery and should a person hide what they've had done? And I think for me, I feel the same way that you do there about that. I'm yes. so like, you do whatever you want to your body. That is like none of my business. If you wanna have Botox, if you wanna get your lips done, like that and that makes you happy as a person and you're doing it for the reasons that are personal to you, go ahead, be my guest. My struggle is when people in our industry have those things done, do not disclose them. And then mm-hmm. might talk about like a super juicy lip plumping lip yep. balm or like, oh, this has really helped with my fine lines on my forehead. And the like... amount
0: of times I've bought lipsticks or lip <laughs> products thinking like, oh my God, it looks so amazing and smooth on our lips. And then I realized that no lips are that smooth like no. lips have wrinkles in them so you're, you're seeing these lipsticks on lips that have lip fillers and that's fine like you said do what you do and i think we're super aware of that imagine for the people who aren't aware of things like lip fillers and they're seeing these products on these lips and like yeah like wrinkle cream but you've had botox yeah. i do feel like there needs to be some kind of disclosure there because it's, it's very misleading
1: I, th- I think that's what we feel that that's how I sort of see my role in all of this is it's like if I was to ever have Botox, spoiler, neither me or Lily have had any injectables or anything like that. Um, but if we were to, I would want to talk about it because I would want people to to know and to be able to like take that into account if I was giving recommendations on certain things.
0: It's like me getting my teeth done and then doing an ad with a whitening toothpaste, but not telling you guys I had my teeth done.
1: Yeah. And and that's, that's where I feel that the issue is it. There's so many issues around disclosure in our industry, but I, I feel quite strongly about just being open with those kinds of things so that as a consumer, you can make an informed decision, knowing all of the information. And I feel like otherwise you're only getting like half the picture there.
0: Okay. So let's talk about like changes going forward. Like we've talked about the different roles that people can play within model agencies, ad agencies, brands, like people speaking up and trying to make a difference. I also think to me, like as a parent, it's so much about like raising the next generation. The idea of like my child going up to someone in school and being like, ooh, look at that birthmark on your face. Like actually makes me want to like cry. So for me, it's just so important to teach my children to accept everybody and everything. And and you know if they are interested as a certain way of asking and not being the bully not saying that one thing that sticks with you know whoever said to you that you i can't remember what you said looked like oh, something michael
1: jackson Marcus
0: yeah but the something mob. else yeah that Mon- stuck with you for you're Mon- 30 girl. for god's sakes so you're 30 I know. so if that kid hadn't have said it so that's really important to me i follow an account on instagram called at diverse underscore kids underscore books and they recommend loads of books i mean there's I do think it's fundamentally like how you're raising your children and what you're talking to them about but books can help with that they talked about one the other day called skin which is so great and it talks about all different things from moles birthmarks color of your skin um so I think we just need to teach our kids to be kind to be accepting to be empathetic and that's a huge way that we can all make a difference so that this stops happening
1: it's also like taking out that concept of ugly Right? It's like, oh. Yeah, different
0: being ugly. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: like freckles are ugly or moles are ugly or yeah, birthmarks are ugly. It's like taking that away and just being like, everyone is beautiful. Like that is what makes you unique. And I think, yeah, you're right. That is, that that comes from bringing up the next generation just to be very accepting. And, and I think mm. we're kind of that generation that's like on the cusp. I feel like my parents were really good at that when I was younger. And that is something that I would wanna continue um but yeah I think that's that's like a brilliant account to follow
0: I really remember like I think my parents were good at it as well but I really remember when I went to ballet I must have been like four or something and there's this girl and she had eczema all over her hands and I don't think I said it to her but I remember saying to my mom like oh I don't want to hold her hand it feels funny I know and like I don't know what my mom said to me but that's like a really good opportunity it's a good that's like just such an example of yeah talking a, about what makes people different exactly it's
1: normalizing it it's like learning from it that's like a real teaching moment and I think as a parent you will know what to say in that moment. So that gray, it doesn't become a thing for her. Um, We kept sort of like talking throughout this conversation about like brands we think who are like, they're saying basically effort to traditional standards and using like a diverse, inclusive mix of models. Um, So we've written a bit of a list. Again, this is not exhaustive and there are definitely ones that we've missed. And I feel like so many of these are actually American Um, And so it would be really interesting on the Facebook group, like get in touch with us. Like we'd love to know any others um, that you think of or like tweet us, IG story us or whatever, because it'd be great to kind of expand on this list. Do you wanna go through the ones that you found Lily? I
0: can't remember what I found, what you found, but yeah, (laughs) Tala, Tala, I don't know how you say it actually, by Grace, yeah, Tala by Grace Fit, who's a content creator. She's really great, including, you know, people in wheelchairs and all different like shapes and sizes and it's a really like positive brand um Isle of Paradise like I mentioned all about body positivity Lucy and Yak is a brand I really like they do like unisex dungarees and they're a smaller brand so they can't use like a huge range of models but they're very good at thinking about like race and a diversity there um someone recommended Lonely Lingerie on my Instagram it's a New Zealand brand oh my god I literally went on the website and was like I want to buy everything <laughs> it, that's probably the most diverse I've ever seen they've got like a woman who's probably in her 60s with long gray hair you can see yeah, her body she's in underwear and you can see everything from wrinkle- wrinkles to dark spots to I mean moles there's a girl who's posing in a bra and she's got hair under her arms I mean it's you have to go look at it guys it's actually incredible um and it I was trying to test it myself I was like does this make me not want to buy the bra because someone's got hairy underarms and I was like no it doesn't
1: no. so why aren't
0: we seeing that exactly. it's you know um, girlfriend collective, as well, like one of the models is wearing a hijab, which is amazing. Um, they're
1: doing yeah. incredible things. They were one of my picks as well, like all throughout um corona, they've been basically sending their products out to their community and getting women to like shoot their own sort of stuff, and they're women who are like activists who are working on the front line, like and they're just wow. using women who aren't really typically models um well they're not models as their day jobs. Um, and yeah, they—they, they, I'm so gutted that they no longer ship to the UK because um, they've just bought out underwear. And oh my God, this underwear looks like the most comfortable underwear. I'm so, so gutted. I can't get my hands on it. When they open up shipping again, I 100% will buy something. Um, I also wanted to mention Ari. Lots of you guys. Ari. Oh, We've been yeah. there before, haven't we, Lily? I yeah, know, I, so I used to
0: shop there all the time when I was younger.
1: Yeah. And again, like with models with moles, models of different sizes, of different races, and also Billy, um, I always hear about Billy being mentioned um, in like podcasts that I listen to. It's like a razor subscription box in the US. Oh yeah. Um, And they actually show real body hair. Like these women are shaving real body hair in the adverts. Like instead of the ones we get in the UK where it's like a woman with an already smooth leg shaving her smooth
0: leg. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been a bit of part of that problem actually because I've done a lot of jobs with epilators over the years and I've, I think every time I do it I think oh, I should probably show like before being like really hairy. But I don't know, like we're we're not perfect, are we? We all have our insecurities. It's a big deal to show hundreds of thousands of people your hairy legs, but I I try, I try.
1: Exactly. And then kind of a comment to end on. This one comes from Melanie Brister. And she says, what does beauty and being beautiful mean to you? And how does this differ from your interpretation of beauty in the media?
0: I think being different, being happy, being comfortable with yourself in whatever way that means, being surrounded by friends. Seeing people smiley and happy in a photo means more to me than seeing people slim and smooth. I like to feel good about myself. And I don't feel good when I see these like fake perfected women.
1: I agree with you. I think for me, beauty, being beautiful is is like, yeah, this, this happy, content, just like, sun sunbeams coming out of someone like I so agree with you you can just tell when someone is happy and strong and like feels great in their own skin and that for me I look back at photos of even myself and I'm just like the ones where I feel most beautiful are the ones where where I'm like truly happy in that moment and I know that I've been nourishing myself and looking after myself and but more than that I, I just know that that's I'm just happy in my life and in my skin and i think people on my instagram feed like i love following jules for example like jules is there in this is jules von hepp by the way we've interviewed him actually on the podcast of season two seeing him in his boxer shorts having a boogie in his kitchen in front of his like disco background is just pure beauty happiness like in a photo to me and i want to see more of that
0: yeah definitely (laughs) right guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode please if you're listening if you're sharing it on instagram stories tag us we absolutely love seeing like you guys sharing it on stories
1: yeah and any questions that you've got for upcoming episodes or any like feedback you've got on today's episode um just hit us up on the at home with facebook group um to join in the conversation i feel like yeah there's a lot that came up in today's chat and yeah hopefully you enjoyed this or found it helpful and yeah thank you so much for all of your input as well
0: yeah thank you guys so much you can find me on instagram at lily pebbles and anna at the anna edit um and thank you so much to our producer and editor joel Grove.
1: so that is it for this week and we will see you next thursday for a new episode see you then
0: yep see you then bye